Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. All these things we strive for and work for and hope for and pray for, we already have those things because Jesus gave it all to us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing a teaching that I started three weeks ago talking about spirit, soul, and body. This is my third week of teaching. There's going to be a total of four weeks on this. We took a one-week break to share with you a teaching uh, on healing, a panel discussion, and that was good. But this is my third week of teaching through this spirit, soul, and body. And I tell you, this is the truth that just revolutionized my life. If this does anything for you like it's done for me, it will transform you. It's been 51 years ago that the Lord started speaking these things to me, probably a little bit less than that. That's when I had my miraculous encounter with the Lord on March the 23rd, 1968. And it was about a year to two years later when I finally began to figure out some of these things about spirit, soul, and body. But it's been many, many decades ago, and I have never gotten over this. It's still transforming my life. I'm getting revelation on this all of the time. So I really encourage you to please get the products. We've got so many products here that I'm not going to spend the time advertising it. Our announcer will do that at the end of the program. On our program yesterday, I shared from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, that you are saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I was sharing that not only is the salvation not of yourselves, God is the one who saves you. You don't save yourselves. But the faith that it takes to receive salvation is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. You literally had to have God impart supernatural faith to you so you could believe and receive salvation. You were believing in a God whom you've never seen. You were believing in heaven that you've never been there. You were believing in a book of life that your name was written in it. You've never seen that book. How do you know these things? It takes supernatural faith, not a human faith that is based on something that you can see, taste, hear, smell, or feel, or on a person that you can physically contact and you're taking their word, but you are taking the word of a person that you've never seen before, God. It takes supernatural faith, and that faith came to you through the Word of God. Romans 10, 17, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So I was establishing all of those things yesterday, and uh, if you missed that, please go back. But this just revolutionized my life, because when I got really turned on to the Lord, when I had this experience, and I felt and and experienced God, I don't know how to say that, except God just appeared to me, and for four and a half months, I was caught up in the love of God. I experienced God in a tangible, real way, and it was awesome. But after four and a half months, the feeling, the emotion left. And so I, I knew from experience that God was real, that He existed. I knew just from the brief period of time that I'd really been in relationship with him like that, that, man, all things were possible, but I didn't feel like I had any faith. And so immediately when a problem came up, I knew God could answer it, but I felt like, oh, God, I just don't have enough faith. 
And I know that probably the majority of people who are watching this program feel exactly that same way. When I give testimonies about seeing the dead raised and all kinds of miracles happening, you don't doubt that those things can happen, but you doubt that it'll happen for you because you feel inadequate. Most people feel like their faith is just so immature. And most people have this concept that you've got just a little tiny bit of faith, but your faith has to grow in all of this. I'm saying just the opposite, that in your spirit, your faith is already complete. You weren't given baby faith, and you don't have to grow your faith. It's, it's not your spirit. It's not the faith that's growing. It's your soulish person, your mental, emotional part of you that is learning the laws of faith, learning how to cooperate with faith and how to follow faith. Now, that's huge. That's huge. It's not you that you somehow or another don't have faith and it's a two-year journey, a five-year journey before your faith can grow and mature. No, your faith is complete. Look at it this way. When you got born again, you believe for the greatest miracle that you'll ever experience, which is forgiveness of sins and salvation. You pass from death unto life. That's greater than seeing your body healed of cancer. That's greater than seeing a financial need come in. As a matter of fact, I recently taught on that on television out of Luke chapter 16 that trusting God in the area of finances is the least use of your faith that there is. Getting born again is infinitely greater. Look at it this way, that when you got saved, most of you had not been studying the Word, praying, going to church, paying your tithes, doing all of the religious things, YOU WERE OUT THERE LIVING IN SIN. YOU WERE DOING YOUR OWN THING, AND SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER, GOD ACCOSTED YOU. GOD GOT THE TRUTH TO YOU. YOU HEARD THE TRUTH. YOU REPENTED. YOU BELIEVED, AND YOU RECEIVED THE GREATEST MIRACLE THAT YOU WILL EVER RECEIVE, WHICH IS THE FORGIVENESS OF YOUR SINS. YOUR ETERNITY IS SECURE. THE GREATEST THING THAT COULD EVER HAPPEN TO YOU IS GETTING YOUR SINS FORGIVEN, AND YOU DID THAT WHEN YOU HAD NOT HAD ANY RELIGIOUS WORKS TO YOUR CREDIT. YOU HADN'T BEEN DOING ANYTHING GOOD. AND YET YOU BELIEVED AND RECEIVED THIS GREATEST MIRACLE. HOW COULD YOU DO THAT IF FAITH HAS TO GROW AND IT'S JUST LITTLE TINY WHEN YOU GET SAVED AND THEN IT HAS TO GROW AND BECOME BIGGER BEFORE YOU CAN GET FINANCES OR BEFORE YOU CAN GET HEALING? SEE, IT'S, it's THE OPPOSITE. WHEN YOU GOT BORN AGAIN, THAT'S THE GREATEST MIRACLE YOU WILL EVER RECEIVE AND YOU DID IT WITHOUT ANY OF THESE GREAT RELIGIOUS WORKS TO YOUR CREDIT. HOW COULD IT HAPPEN? BECAUSE GOD IMPARTED TO YOU HIS FAITH AND NOT JUST A LITTLE TINY DAB OF IT, JUST BARELY ENOUH TO GET YOU SAVED, AND THEN YOU NEED TO GET MORE TO GET HEALED OR TO GET PROSPEROUS OR TO GET YOUR MARRIAGE PUT TOGETHER. NO, IT'S NOT THAT WAY. WHEN YOU GOT BORN AGAIN, THE GREATEST USE OF YOUR FAITH THAT YOU WILL EVER USE IS TO GET SAVED. IF SATAN WAS EVER GOING TO STOP YOU FROM DOING ANYTHING, HE WOULD HAVE STOPPED YOU FROM BEING BORN AGAIN BECAUSE THAT'S WHAT STARTS EVERYTHING. WHEN YOU STARTED YOUR RELATIONSHIP, WITH GOD, WHEN YOU RECEIVED WHAT JESUS DID FOR YOU AND YOU BELIEVED AND YOU RECEIVED, THAT IS THE GREATEST THING. THAT'S WHAT STARTS EVERYTHING ELSE IN THE CHRISTIAN LIFE. AND IF SATAN COULD HAVE STOPPED YOU FROM DOING SOMETHING, HE WOULD HAVE STOPPED YOU FROM BEING BORN AGAIN, BUT HE COULDN'T. YOU HEARD TRUTH. FAITH CAME. YOU ACCEPTED IT. YOU RECEIVED IT. YOU CONFESSED JESUS AS YOUR LORD. YOU GET BORN AGAIN. IF SATAN COULD HAVE STOPPED YOU, HE WOULD HAVE STOPPED YOU FROM BEING SAVED. If, SINCE HE COULDN'T DO THAT, HE CAN'T STOP YOU FROM BEING HEALED. 
He can't stop you from being prosperous. He can't stop you from anything. You've already received the greatest miracle that ever was. And the faith that was used to get you saved is the exact same faith that is used to get you healed and delivered and set free and prosperous in your marriage and all of these other things. If you could understand this, it would totally transform everything. Let me use this verse out of Philemon chapter 1, verse 6. There's only one chapter in this book of Philemon, and Paul is praying a prayer for Philemon, and he says in verse 4, I thank my God, making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of your love and faith, which you have towards the Lord Jesus and towards all saints, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Notice he says the communication of your faith. You know, today we use the word communication nearly exclusively talking about words. I'm communicating right now. You watch television and you... You, you write a note to somebody and you've communicated with them. And we use it nearly exclusively to refer to words and what words can convey. But in the uh, Greek here, the word communication is just talking about the release or the transferal. Or you could say that, that uh, the effect of your faith may become effectual. It begins to start working. Instead of it being, you know, people say, well, I know that faith works, but my faith just is immature. It's not working. How do you get it to work? It says that it happens by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Here's the definition of acknowledge. It means to accept or admit the existence or truth of. When you acknowledge something, you aren't making something happen. You are just acknowledging that it already exists that it's already true. So you have to, your faith begins to start working. It really gains traction when you start acknowledging that, hey, faith isn't just something that's out there that I've got to pray and wait on God to give me faith. Faith is something that I have. It's a part of my salvation. You know, a scripture in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, it says, the fruit of the Spirit and this is not only talking about the Holy Spirit, which it's true of the Holy Spirit, but we are now one with the Lord. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. And the Greek word for one there is hes, H-E-I-S, and it means a singular one to the exclusion of another. In other words, we aren't one in the sense that we're similar. We're one in the sense that we're identical. Your spirit is identical to the Spirit of God. It is one. He that is joined unto the Lord is one Spirit. So whatever is true of the Holy Spirit is also true of your born-again Spirit. You, it is now the Spirit of His Son that has been sent into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. Galatians chapter 4 says that. So my point is that it says in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, or your born-again Spirit. This is what it's full of. It, it, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Notice that faith is a fruit 
of the Spirit that's in you. When you got born again, this is the point that I made all yesterday on the broadcast. You didn't use a human faith. It wasn't your faith in God that got you saved. It was God's faith that He gave you. And you you were so destitute. We were all so destitute that we couldn't even believe what Jesus has done on our own. We had to have God impart His supernatural faith to us, and we had to use His faith to receive the salvation that He purchased for us. It was a gift of God. It was given unto you. And when you got born again, that faith that you use, God's faith, is not something that was just for a moment and you got born again and now you're destitute of faith and you got to ask God for faith again. No, it becomes a fruit of the Spirit that's on the inside of you. You have love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Those are already in you, and you have to acknowledge just to literally... Here's the word acknowledge means to accept or to admit the existence or the truth of. If you would begin to start accepting and admit that in the Spirit you have the supernatural faith of God, you don't just have faith in God, you've got the faith of God. Let me use this passage of Scripture over in Romans chapter 12. And in verse 3, it says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man. And this is talking about every man who has received this gift of salvation. They got born again using God's faith. He has dealt to every man the measure of faith. It didn't say a measure of faith. Now, I will acknowledge that there's some of the modern translations that put the word a measure of faith in there, but that's not consistent with the point that he's making right here. And over in the book of Galatians chapter 2, if I can talk quick enough today, I'll get to that. If not, I'll get to it tomorrow. But it makes a major point of it's not just faith in God, but it is the faith of God that we used for salvation. God literally imparted His faith to us, and this says that God has given to every man the measure of faith. Boy, that is powerful. This transformed my life. Because again, I didn't doubt that faith was real and that faith worked and that these testimonies that I heard of, I believed it, but I just thought, God, I wished I had enough faith to do that. And when the Lord showed me that I do have the faith, when I got born again, I was given the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have supernatural faith, and it begins to work when I admit it and acknowledge it. And on the converse, when I don't admit it, When I say, well, faith works, and oh, God, I wished I had it, but God, I just don't have enough faith. That stops your faith from working. When you approach it from, oh, God, I am nothing, and I have nothing, and I can do nothing, but I know that you could do it, would you just please impart something to me? You've already started from a position of unbelief, and it's going to produce the wrong results, the things that you don't want. But when you begin to acknowledge the good things that are in you and say, Father, I need a miracle, and I thank you that when I got born again, you gave me the same faith that you gave everybody else. There's only one measure of faith. 
You know, if I was serving soup, if we had a soup kitchen going and you, everybody was coming by and you had your bowl and you were waiting on me to serve you. And if I used this big old ladle and dipped out the soup and put it in your bowl, and then the next person I came and I used a little teaspoon. The next person I used a tablespoon. The next person I used a little straw. The next person I used an eyedropper. Well, those would be different measures of faith and you would get different amounts. But if every person came by and I used one measure, just the measure, and I used that ladle and I dipped out every person's soup, well, then every person would get the measure of soup. This says that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. I don't have more faith than you have. If you're born again, when you got born again, you were given the exact same faith that I was given, that Peter was given, that the apostle Paul was given, that Jesus had. You are given God's supernatural faith. You do not have an inferior faith. You do not have a weak faith. You do not have uh, just a tiny bit of faith and you need more. You've got all the faith that you'll ever need. You don't have a faith problem. You got an unbelief problem. Or I could say it this way, you got a knowledge problem. Let me read this passage to you out of uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. He says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained... Notice the terminology. He's writing to those who have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and of our Savior, Jesus Christ. They didn't get this faith because they'd been going to church, paying their tithes, doing all of these things, and somehow or another they deserved it, and so God gave them more faith. They got this faith through the righteousness of God and of our Savior, Jesus Christ. It came as a gift. It's a gift. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that faith is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. It was given unto you. And notice, he's writing to those who have obtained. That's talking about it's already been done. This is not writing to those who would like to obtain, who are desiring to obtain. No, you already have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So this whole book of 2 Peter was written to people who have already obtained the like precious faith. And if you look that up in the Greek, it means the identical, the exact same faith that uh, God had. Now, Peter was writing to people that had like precious faith with him. If you don't believe that that's you, if you believe that your faith is so weak and immature and, oh, I just don't have enough faith, well, then tear Second Peter out of your Bible because it's not written to you. It is written to people who have already obtained like precious faith with Peter. Then he goes on to say, uh, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. In verse 3, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called you to glory and virtue. And then verse 4 says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partaker of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Every one of these verses is basically saying that it's the knowledge of what you already have received through Christ that makes these things work. 
In verse 2, it says, Grace and peace is multiplied unto you, not through prayer, not through begging God, not through having somebody lay hands on you, not through living holy and thereby earning and deserving more of God. It's through the knowledge of God. If you have a grace and peace problem, it's because you have a knowledge problem. And then in the third verse, as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. Well, you know, healing is one of those things that pertains to life and godliness. Joy and peace and happiness and prosperity and and good relationships and just on and on you could go. All of those things pertain unto life and godliness and it comes through the knowledge of God. If you've got a sickness problem, you got a knowledge problem. Boy, that's a revelation. That's a startling statement to some people. They say, how could you say that? No, I've got this physical cancer. I've got this infection. If you knew what the Word of God says, that greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world, that the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead now dwells in you. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. If you knew that and acknowledged it and believed it, then that resurrection power would flow through your body and rid you of cancer, of infection, of anything that you need. You know, just yesterday, I had one of our students come up and say that he had stage three cancer. They were going to do all of these treatments and he just decided against it and he took the Word of God. He listened to the teaching. He was giving a thank you to me and said that he was totally cancer-free now without any of the treatments, without any of these things. I'm not saying that I'm against any person who goes that route, but I'm saying without those things. It wasn't the doctor. It wasn't the radiation. It was his faith, his acknowledgement of what he had in Christ Jesus, and he is completely cancer-free, and he looked totally healthy, young guy. And um, I guarantee you, if you knew these things, it would release this power. If you knew that you had the same faith in you that was in Jesus, that was in Peter, that was in Paul, if you believed it, if you knew it, if you acknowledged it, I guarantee you that faith would begin to be effectual. The fact that most people believe faith works, but we just don't believe we have any of it, that's killing you. When you understand that you have the faith of God, not faith in God, not human faith, your natural human faith in God, but you have God's supernatural faith that was given to you, the same faith that Jesus used, the same faith that Paul used, the same faith that Peter used. When you understand this, it just changes everything. It changes your approach. I used to pray and ask God to give me more faith. When I began to understand the things I'm sharing with you, it literally made my expectation go through the roof because I thought, man, if I've got the same faith that Jesus had, well, then the same works that He did, I am going to do. And it changed my life and changed my experience, and it'll do the same thing for you. Again, I'd like to encourage you to please get this teaching. I'm out of time today, but this book on spirit, soul, and body is life-changing. It has this exact teaching, the things I'm talking about, on the faith of God, not faith in God, but the faith of God. It's in this book. I've got it in English and Spanish. I've got a study guide. I've got an audio book. We've got an illustrated version of it. We've got a lot of material on this. I encourage you to listen to our announcer. He's going to explain all of this to you.
then please call or write today and join me again tomorrow as I continue this teaching on the faith of God. Karis, an accredited Bible college in the beautiful town of Woodland Park, has been changing people's lives for over 25 years. The people here are so like-minded. They want to help you grow. These are people who genuinely care about you. They want the best for you. Be prepared to be blown away with the teachings. It's not just a season in your life. There's no way you can't change. You can't really go wrong going to a place that you get to sit and listen to the Word for four hours a day. Being under the Word that much just allowed God to pour so much into me. If you feel supernatural peace about coming to Karis, that's God. I know you're like, how, when, where, all these questions, just do it. The Lord will provide. I was doubting and second-guessing it, but when I took that step of faith, immediately, like, things were provided. Just being around like-minded believers, teachers who are there for you and ready to talk to you at any moment and answer your questions, there's just nothing like it. Just follow the leading of the one that you serve, and that's always going to be the right direction to go. Go to karisbiblecollege.org to register today. Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse of how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is equipping people to take the gospel message to the ends of the earth. People like John, who after graduating Karis in 2001, felt the call to Nepal and moved there with his wife and three small children to help share the gospel with those caught in deadly religion, leading teams into the mountains to reach those others simply cannot. It takes a long time to develop relationships with the villagers, but there's other tools that we use also to not only develop relationships, but to be able to explain the gospel to them in a very cultural manner, that he loves them, and he's got this free gift of grace and forgiveness for each one of them if they just would believe and forsake their other foreign gods. To see the full destiny story of John and Elena, visit awmi.net today. Andrew's complete teaching titled Spirit, Soul, and Body is available in a CD as seen on TV DVD or in a live DVD album as well as a book, audiobook, or study guide. Also available is the Spirit, Soul, and Body Illustrated DVD. This unique DVD illustrates the main points of the entire teaching in a few short minutes. This exciting tool makes it easy to introduce Andrew's foundational teaching to anyone, even a child. Andrew himself has been amazed at how quickly and clearly this teaching can be brought to life through animation. You can get these products in the Spirit, Soul, and Body package. This package includes the CD or DVD album, the book, audiobook, study guide, as well as the Spirit, Soul, and Body Illustrated DVD. This package has a catalog value of $110, but you can get it today for only $79. The Spirit, Soul, and Body book is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book free of charge. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. 
While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111.